This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. Tonight, it's episode 277, and the Every Day is Halloween fundraiser is marching on towards the end of the year, raising money for new alternatives to help homeless LGBT youth, and I am joined tonight by world-famous author Robert R. Best and Jeff Baldry, the Skewed Universe podcast, to talk about... Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes, controversial film. Now, when I recorded this, everybody, just so you know, this was supposed to be the last episode of the original Countdown to Halloween Podathon. This was supposed to be airing on Halloween. Right. It didn't seem right to seem Halloween, to have Halloween 3 airing at Christmas time. It just didn't feel right. So we're doing it now. So any references to being the end of the Podathon is a lie. Work with me. Okay, so I had my adventures, I went out of town, I did things, I came home with a cold. So I'm kind of working through things quickly here, because there's lots to get through, and I don't feel good. Anyway, we have some people to thank, because after all, this is a fundraising event to help new alternatives and their efforts to battle the epidemic of homelessness among the LGBT population, uh, LGBT teenage population of the United States, particularly New York City. So first of all, a big thank you to Christopher Gronlin. Christopher Gronlin, who guested on the Cube episode, he donated $75. Thank you, Christopher. Where's that beard at? Beard's on my face. Where's that beard at? Beard's on my face and the beard gate $75 too. Oh, the beard gate $75 too. Thank you, Christopher Gronlin. That's very kind. Mary Salerno donated $25. Thank you, Mary. Oh, Michael Howie donated again. Michael Howie, also from the Cube episode, donated another $11. Thank you, Howie. That's 11 Canadian dollars. Wendy Collier, Wendy Collier donated $25. Wendy Collier is another person who's just always there for backup. Like every time I post something, Wendy's like right there with the thanks and the likes. And just it is not gone unobserved, Wendy. It is not gone unobserved. And I appreciate that. And I doubly appreciate your $25. Yeah. Bob Paulson donated a big 50. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob Paulson. And Austin Armstrong donated $75. Excellent. Sorry, I beg your pardon about that. We were getting some track bleed for a second, but we fixed that. Yes, so where were we? We are at Cindy Kennard Diamond from Creepy Kitch, who we heard on the Dead and Buried episode. Yes, she donated. Where'd she go? Where'd you go, baby? Where'd you go? $10, $10 from Cindy and Philip Babcock, a big, fat, juicy $100. And that's everybody on Facebook who donated. But now we're going over to the other page, and we've got Sam Talicki. Sam Talicki donated $31.56. And that weird combination thing, the weird money things that this particular site comes up with, that's what he gave. Right on, Sam. Yay. And Tommy, Tommy from Toronto. Tommy from Toronto donated $26.30 using his real name, thinking that I was fooled. I was not fooled. I know who you are, Tommy. I can sense your sexiness even through the internet, even just through the letters of your name, your fake name. I know who you are, Tommy from Toronto. Thank you for your $26.30. Now, before we start the show proper, I'd just like to point out that um, 
whatever, four years ago when they did the surveys that discovered this epidemic of homelessness among uh, queer youth, the suicide rate for a homeless LGBT teenager was 62 times, 62% higher than your average teenager. 62%. And remember a couple of weeks ago, I pointed out that news item that kind of went under the wire that the government agencies are now legally able to discriminate against people based on sexual orientation or, or gender identity and sex and religion and stuff like that. I'm wondering what the suicide rate is going to be now when the government says, hey, you, queer person, you're not an American and you don't deserve human dignity. Fuck off. What kind of message is that send? I don't know, but you know what you can do to help? You donate to an organization that is working outside of the government system that's not taking government dollars, that's not going to be required to shut their doors to anybody. Someplace like New Alternatives. And to do that, you go to bit.ly slash sqpodna. That stands for Scream Queens Podcast New Alternatives. If you're more comfortable donating through Facebook, then you go over and over to scream, uh, bit.ly slash sqpodna. FB, Scream Queens Podcast Facebook. Nice and simple. Donate, help them out. You help them out. They help these kids out. I feel good. You feel good. Everybody wins. I know I threw a lot of letters and bits and dots and leads at you. All that information is right there in the show notes. They're live links. Click on them now before you forget. You know, if you want to do it, do it right now. Don't wait because you will forget. I need you get distracted by the show. Life happens, whatever. You're thinking about it now. Do it now. Do it now. Get it over with. Rip the bandage off. Get it done. I'll be happy. You'll be happy. Everybody's happy. So, and for those of you who are keeping track, this episode was not recorded with Squadcast. We had to use Skype, which means I got the entire file in a video format then had to translate that into an audio format and none of the tracks were separate from each other. So it's all one big mush and I sound like I'm a million miles away. They sound great, but that's the way it goes. You know, the guests sound great. I sound awful. Is that what you want for a podcast? No, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, if you're interested in uh, upping your game on the sound level and you want to do your research first, you can check it out right here. Check out this episode with any of the other episodes that were recorded with Squadcasts and see the difference that you can hear. Did that make sense? Neither to me. Didn't to me either. Okay, let's roll. Let me bring on my fabulous guests, world-famous author Robert Arbest and Jeff Baldry from the Skewered Universe podcast, and let's talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Let's take a listen to the listen, trailer. It just walked up out of the rain. I swear to God that's all it was to him. Did my father say anything to you the night he died? I don't know. Your father came into the hospital. He, I thought he was crazy, out of his mind. He's hanging onto a Halloween mask. He wouldn't let it go. And what he said was, they're going to kill us. All of us. And in a little while, he was dead. And I don't know what the hell is going on. I've been doing some detective work. I think my father ran into trouble somewhere between here and Santa Mira. Santa Mira, founded in 1887, Connor Cochran converted it into a toy factory. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. They're gonna kill us all. Do I need a reason? 
I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. But there's a better reason. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. Between the real and the unreal. The dead might be looking at you. You've got to believe me! The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Witchcraft. The last signal's a way of controlling our environment. Stop it! Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. And happy Halloween. Stop it! It is my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers. The final hurdle. This. The countdown to Halloween Powder Thon 2019. My back is one gigantic knot. My eyes are fried little raisins in my head. And of course, the last call is going to give me the most technical difficulty. But will it be worth it? I have no fucking idea. But you know what? We're going to have fun. Anyway, because... I've got two guests here to talk about tonight's movie. One, well, he's been on the show before. You know him. You love him. He loves a good slumber party. He's the author of the World Memorial Zombie series, and he has the most slappable face at Horror Hand Weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my GMTs, wherever you may be, put your hands together for Mr. Robert R. Best. Hello, everybody. Hi, Robert. Welcome back to Scream Queens. I know. It's been like forever. It's I know, been, I as the kids say, a hot second. It's been a hot second. You know, you got you got lumped into that whole slumber party thing, and then I just couldn't find any more slumber party yeah. movies. You know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, but, you know. Well, I but, have. But, yeah, sorry. Oh, wait. I see that somebody's sneaking in behind you. Oh, now, God. who might that be? Oh, my goodness gracious. I cannot even believe it. There he is, his frequent caller of the show, now podcaster and host of the Skewered Universe podcast, and also the illegitimate father of my bastard demon son. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my GMC's put them together for Mr. Jeff Baldry. Patrick, it's great to be here. Uh, hi, Robert. This is my first time hanging out Hello. with you as well. So this is great. I've read your books; they're awesome, and oh, thank I'm you. excited to be here on Scream Queens. I've been listening since day one, and now I'm on the show. Jeff, did you just queef into the microphone? Is that what that noise was? That's <laughs> uh, possible. That was not. me. That was me trying to do a cheer. Oh, that okay. <laughs> it's so your your cheers. Cheers like queef. They will make queefs your cheers in cemeteries or cathedrals. I got nothing. That's a different movie for another night. So, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, before we go any further, you know, let's you call into the show all the time. You talk about yes. the skewed universe, but please tell everybody what goes on over there. What's your show about? So, pitch, basically, pitch me that pitch. 
All right. So Skewered Universe, it's a place for people to just come and listen to me talk about whatever. It goes from horror movies to professional wrestling, video games. Basically, I talk about things that I like, things that I'm interested in, kind of give my point of view on it. And that's pretty much it. I have a co-host, my fiance, every once in a while she'll get on and we'll just discuss whatever. It's Jeff's world. If you don't like it, you can suck it. Scoot universe. Now you got a theme song. Thank you. You're welcome. That is the new intro. (laughs) That is the new intro. Robert, 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 sorry to cut you off. You've been a hot minute since you've been here. You've been, you were Mr. Slumber Party Massacre guy for a while, all kinds of slumber parties, and I just, I just didn't know what to do with you no more. (laughs) What's going on in the world of Robert R. Bass, man? Well, not much. Um, I mean, I took an unintended hiatus from the books. It's been a while. It's been a hot second on that as well. I'm currently knee deep or thigh deep or something deep in a werewolf book that I've been promising for years, but it is much closer to done and being worked on much more consistently than it has ever. So. Awesome. It's it's honestly going to finally come soon. Anyone who's been paying attention still. Who's been – these people that have just been slobbering, waiting, waiting, waiting at Smashwords for it to come out. I can barely walk outside. <laughs> no, but seriously, Robert, I, I, you know I love your stuff. I mean your books <laughs> blow my mind, and I've promoted them many, many times, oh, and I'm going to promote them again right now. Go buy Robert our best book. Do it right now. Do it. Okay. Do it Maybe not right now because we've got a show to you. talk about because – it being the last episode of the countdown to Halloween Potathon, the third Halloween Potathon, in effect. I thought it was appropriate since it's my third Halloween to do the third Halloween movie. We're doing Halloween 3 season of The Witch, yo! Woo! <sighs> yes. <laughs> love it or hate it, we're doing it. Personally, I fall in the love it category. Same. Same. Well... I used to love it. Now I'm torn. Although I'm watching it a second time. Okay, I mean the second time as an adult because I loved it as a kid. I'm watching it in the background here. Ooh, wait. We're at the nude part. Okay, anyway. Um, Oh, that half nip? Yes. um, It's a quarter nip. And um, proportions are in. Yeah, I like idea. it a little more now, at least while I'm watching it in the background, I guess. So if oh, I'm okay. not paying attention, is what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. So, wow. So, okay. So, thanks for coming on the show, Robert. Click. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Jeff, 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 since it's your first time on the show for real. All right. You have a job to do. I need you to give me yes. a nice, tight 30 second back of the DVD plot summary of Halloween 3. Pitch me that bitch. The clock starts now. Right, so we have a doctor who teams up with a young woman, and they uncover a nefarious plot in the small town of Santa Maria, California, to rain destruction and madness ensues. A bit overgeneral, but I will accept it. Well done, well done, well done. Hey, I was trying to get in under that time limit and uh-huh, keep it uh-huh. keep it high and tight. And... Is he crack? Excuse me? <laughs> hey, Was that a crack? Was that a crack? A crack at what? I don't know. I do squats. I try to keep it high and tight. Thank you very much. A crack at my ass. I got nothing. All right. Hey, hey, well, yeah. well, I mean, you kept it high and tight enough for us to have a, tri- a child together. So, I mean. Thank you for acknowledging that. 
<laughs> Someone uh, had to talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, so now he's fat. Okay, all right. You gave him so, an okay. elephant? It's all very complicated. It's all just <laughs> weird. Okay, God, can we just stop now? Okay, good night, everybody. Good night. All See right. So, Halloween 3, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, is the third in the Halloween series and the one that broke the hearts of millions because they could not accept change. Ugh. Uh, and thus kept us from a whole series of whole anthology series of new and inventive movies every year. But no, no, we had yeah. to be stuck with the same old shit. I do like the concept. I think the one they chose to go with was a bit of a mess. You know, I did some research after watching it and, um, you know, the, the original script was heavily changed. So that's probably part of the reason why it's a bit of a wreck. Uh-huh. That's not unusual, though. That's not unusual, though. And even Halloween, too, they were reshooting. <laughs> the, uh, apparently, the original cut of Halloween 2, according to John Carpenter, was as scary as Quincy, as an episode of Quincy, so they had to freak oh. <laughs> oh, no. Which oh, is why there's wow. so much additional footage. Have you ever seen the TV cut of that? Oh. You totally know what? I haven't. It's, I... A, it's a totally different movie. Different kills in different orders, and the whole movie is about Jimmy and that blonde nurse playing Nancy Drew. The whole movie, they're the stars in the movie. Wow. They're not background characters. Yeah, it's really oh, strange. That's... That's completely different. I'm going to have to check that out because I believe it's in the uh, edition I have from the box set, which is how I watched Halloween 3. It, so it's I'll also a mess. It's also a complete Ugh. mess, but it's just it's just amazing to see how you made a completely different movie out of it. Oh, we're not talking about Halloween 2. We're talking about no. Halloween 3, the one that promised that this year that no one's coming home, the year that no one comes home. And they meant it because this thing, they went yeah. from the tiny town terrors you know the uh, trick-or-treat tale of terror in the house across the street to fucking raining apocalypse on the children of the world yeah yeah it is ambitious i'll give it that with robots and yes. see i looking back i wish they would have stuck with i wish people would have accepted that there wasn't going to be a michael myers in this version and they could have stuck with the idea of every year us getting a new halloween movie with a different story yeah well well, it's, as but, I've learned over time, horror fans, we don't know what we want. We think we know what we want, and then we get what we want, and then we're like, meh. I mean, yeah. just to take a look at the Halloween series as it is now, it's like so, so – I mean, if, if I was complete novice, I wouldn't know where to start. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, There's wait, like, if you watch yeah. this one, you have to pretend that this one, this one, this one didn't appear. But if you watch this one, you have to pretend that this one, this one, this one, and this one didn't happen. And it's all very confusing. Are there like four time timelines time now? I've forgotten. Yeah, it's it's very it's, confusing. Yeah, because then if you watch, what, the newest one from last year, you disregard <laughs> everything that happened from, yeah, what, so three on? Fourth. But it all boils like, down to the but, same thing at the end of it. Yeah. I just... I. Because they keep listening to what horror fans just ended. Just give me a t- I mean, you gave us a definite ending. Okay, we're not talking about the series. God damn it. We're talking we gotta about Halloween stop. 3. Halloween What's 3, Season of the Witch. You? See, I remember, see, I was one of those kids that knew what I was in for. Because I remember Twilight Zone magazine and Fangoria did extensive articles on this. So it was not a shock that it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. And so it was a welcome reprise. And I, I had no idea how dark it was going to be. And. And they only gave away just the tiniest bits of the plot. And it was and, and I thought it was a hoot when I finally saw it on cable. And that it was completely batshit crazy. And they told a story that was completely original. Yeah. 
I knew it too somehow, probably because of Fangoria. I also had that back in the day. I used to read that all the time. So probably the same reason. So I wasn't caught off guard either by the no no Michael Myers thing. See, by the time I came around to it. Yes. Oh, sorry. By the time I came around to it, I was later. It was Netflix when you were getting the DVDs. So I already knew the story about it, knew roughly what it was about, and knew there was no Michael Myers. So I knew what I was getting into. And at first, I didn't care for it. I've come around on it. I love it now, but. It's a lot to take. It's a lot to take. But how could you not love Tom Atkins? I don't know how Tom Atkins became the coolest man in horror, but somehow he is. He definitely is. He's got one character. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's the mustache. It is the mustache. And that I think which one I think it's the fog he doesn't have it and it's just not yeah, the same. The fog he doesn't have it and it threw me off because I saw him and I went, "This isn't right. This is uncomfortable." I don't trust him. I think he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mustache was on vacation for the filming of the fog, I believe, but yeah, it was readily it, present but, in Halloween three. Oh yes, oh, oh yes, it was. Oh yes, it was, and. uh Almost as present as it was at that Horror How weekend years ago when that mustache broke loose from Tom Atkins' face, got its own Twitter account, was giving random blowjobs to people. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember hearing about that. I wasn't Thank there. Thank you, Metal Mikey. That was, meta- that was all Metal Mikey's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, All of a sudden, there were reports that. of all these people oh, getting oh, attacked oh. and getting slow, smooth blowjobs from Tom Atkins' mustache. I don't know if Tom Atkins is gay or straight, but his mustache is gay as hell. <laughs> so what does it, it – does Does it, like, curl into a bow or something? I'm I don't assuming. know. I, I, didn't get, I, didn't, I didn't get one. I didn't Aww, get one sorry. I didn't either. The line was too long. <laughs> 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 I I can't even imagine I you know I'm not even going to think about the logistics of it let's just let's keep going. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, One of the so. things I love about this is that the the majority of this like the evil is coming from a town called Santa Mira which is of course featured in the, another famous horror movie. Mm-hmm. Anyone anyone anyone? Um the long night of stabbing. I know it. <laughs> yes, but no, Jeff, go. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original with Kevin McCarthy. That is correct. And actually, when I first, when I saw um, Us this year, the movie Us, I still haven't. Seen I thought that. for a second they said that they, that this was taking place in Santa Mira. I'm like, holy shit, is this? Oh, but no, it was, that did not take place in Santa Mira. So that part of the conversation meant absolutely nothing. Can you tell I'm exhausted? <laughs> Not in the no, not love, in the slightest. I love that Tom Atkins in this is is the hero, but such a total anti-hero. He's like a total schlub. He's a doctor, but he's a shit doctor. He's a rich. <laughs> he's a functional alcoholic. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Functional. Like, functional. Like, barely cares for his kids. Play. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, he needs a six pack to go on a road trip, but functional. I, I so wish he had gotten the six pack and started driving because that would be the most 80s thing that ever happened in the 80s. But it didn't happen. He did get in the passenger seat with a six pack. But, um, yeah. But yet, yet he's our hero. And I, I he works. It Somehow it all works. It's this whole kind of like whatever attitude he has just somehow works against this ridiculous plot. Yeah. Even though, okay, but the only reason he starts to investigate it, it isn't because someone who escaped the factory of doom 
which, um, you know, if people don't know the basic plot, you know, there's these masks, there's this plot that on Halloween night, the masks will do a thing and kill everyone's kids, and everyone will be like, oh my god, we're upset, I guess. I'm not sure what the end game is, but, um... Sacrifice and power, man. It's ancient Celtic magic intertwining with modern day technology well, to yeah. make something new and but, more evil than ever before. But for to what end? What's the end game? <laughs> you get all, all the trick or treat candy. <laughs> wow, that seems like a lot of work, but I'm impressed. <laughs> but it's a but, lot um, of candy, man. Anyway, the only reason he starts to investigate it isn't because some guy runs in with one of the masks saying, oh, they're going to kill us all. It's because the Eve guy sends a goon to kill the guy in the hospital. If he just hadn't done anything, what would have happened? Yeah. I don't know. Well, then we wouldn't have had a movie, would we? Right. <laughs> yeah. But so it's not even... Starts, we'll... Yeah, you go. Oh, it, I was just yeah. going to say, it's not even after the guy kills the guy. It, it's when the guy's daughter shows up that he's finally like, well, maybe there is something. And I think that's where the mustache is libido. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. When the guy's daughter shows up at the bar where the nurse on duty told him where he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oh, true. he'll probably be at the bar. <laughs> it's 2 p.m. <laughs> did, did we so ever get told what kind of doctor he really is? I think he's an ER doctor. Okay. Okay, because I never really understood, and I'm like, he just seems like a doctor who shows up as like, pats his nurse on the ass, goes and takes a nap, and then takes hey, off to the baby. bar. Yeah. Dr. Asgrab, paging Dr. Asgrab, Dr. Asgrab. And only in the 80s so could you do does, that. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, get yeah. interested then until an attractive young lady shows up, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he's like, I can for shirk my, I can for shirk. Yes, I just made up a more for shirk my duties at the hospital and go run off for the weekend with this hot single babe in distress. Well, that's at- when he's at the end of one of his benders that he's barely functional because of, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to for shirk my duties, but you know, you think, you think you're wearing me? <laughs> so what happens is like we you think you're so always, high and mighty with your mister oh I just think seltzer well good for you please mister <laughs> please <laughs> this is a McDonald's Mr. Atkins please <laughs> <laughs> please just finish the kids in the ball room. pit Oh God! Like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to leave the playland, Mr. Atkins. It's not for adults. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Hey, 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 hey. Jesus. Look yeah. at all these balls! <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Why aren't you laughing? You think you're you think you're so smart? You don't want to laugh? I'm, I'm actually sorry. terrified right now. I'm terrified Am right I now. Robert's you? gone somewhere. <laughs> Okay, so now back to and the movie. Scene. <laughs> and scene. Bravo. 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 Thank Bravo. you very much. We'll call you. We will definitely call you <laughs> names after you leave the room. Anyway, so <laughs> the movie opens with this seeing this old guy being pursued by creepy guys in suits. And he, he gets attacked. He winds up in the hospital. He's holding this mask and he's screaming over and over They're coming. They're coming. They're going to kill us all. They're coming, which, of course, was the last lines of the original Invasion of Body Snatchers, tying the whole thing together a bit. 
Right. I'm sure that was intentional. Probably. It's a nice tell. Oh, most likely. It's just, a, it's just a crazy. It's just a crazy old drunk until somebody murders the shit out of that crazy old drunk by pulling his skull his skull apart with their hands. <laughs> in a really disgusting bit yeah. of '80s special effects. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked that. That's cre- creative. I like that. That's a creative kill. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've never seen that before. Jason never did that. Nobody. He squashed no, a few. The first time I saw that, I was very impressed and very like, oh, that's new and disturbing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was... I'm like, oh, he's there. They're gouging his eyes out. But then when the skull comes apart and the nose <laughs> comes all the way up the forehead, I'm like, that's wrong. You just did a wrong thing. That was wonderfully gross. And obviously the special effects in this, the gore when they happen, are really, really ghoulish. Mm-hmm. And I don't think yeah. the movie gets credit for that. If no, Michael Myers really... did it, everyone would be wetting themselves. But no, make This had some really stellar effects, and I really appreciate it. But then again, I'm I'm one that really appreciates practical effects. Yep. So when they're done well. I I really really enjoy it, and I enjoyed the effects in this. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, so, so this guy gets killed, and then the guy who kills him goes out to the parking lot and blows himself up in his car, and everyone just, just, just <laughs> again an odd day. You're calling too much attention to your evil plot, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. it's true. It's true. But he's efficient. You gotta be efficient. You gotta make sure this thing goes through, man. Whatever. He's Especially Irish. Especially since it, those masks. A, it's an Irish plot. We hold grudges, man. Mm. <laughs> those masks are being shipped all over the country. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Why is him having one such an issue? Okay, never mind. I'll drop it. <laughs> well, he. he do too much. It's all he did. At least much. just have a line of like, you know, I don't know. Never mind. The one he took was a special prototype that mm-hmm. gives too much away. Just something. Okay. See, I I think it's better left the way it is. We don't know, so we're left to find mm-hmm. out later on. Yeah. yeah I, I like it that way. But that's and me. Thing, the thing is, what's the big deal about these masks? So what? They're masks. Yeah, I know. What's so special about them? Why does every kid in the world want just one of these three freaking oh, masks? I was, that, that's really not what I was asking. I was just asking him, like, because there's a huge <laughs> fucking media blitz on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You cannot walk past a radio. Or, I mean, the camera cannot pass a TV or a radio or any kind of anything in this movie without the goddamn commercial starting. <laughs> oh, that damn but, Silver but, Shamrock but, song. But, but, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. I used to hate it. And now I'm like, you know what? I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. And I love to annoy normies with it because they'll hear it and be like, what is that? I'm like, just keep listening. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, like, you don't get it. Just leave. Get, it. get out of my face. I will put this mask on you and you'll turn into a so pile I, of I like bugs. it. So it's just a it's clever way of keeping time of where you are in the story because it's counting down how many days to ha- yeah. are left to Halloween. So instead of getting a title card every now and then, we're getting it by a song. And you know me, I'll always go for musical number <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> or traditional forms of exposition. Yeah, it's it's a great little device to let us know where we're at instead of, like you said, like in the beginning we get a few flashes of here's what day it is. When he's in the bar, here's what day it is. And then after that, yeah. it's the it's the commercial that lets us know where we're at. 
Yeah, yeah. and since every it's a- kid wants one of these masks, and not only do they want one of these masks, there's this big hoo-ha that's happening on TV at Halloween night where they have to have the masks and be watching at nine o'clock for the big giveaway. Mm-hmm. The big giveaway. <laughs> oh boy, is it a big giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> going to give you a whole lot of snakes and spiders and shit in your head. <laughs> Don't forget the crickets. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't forget the crickets. A ton of crickets. <laughs> I'm guessing locusts probably more than crickets, but whatever. There's some crawling, bibbling, gross that shouldn't be in your head. Whatever they Creepy say, crawlies. Be in your head. Yeah. So I, I like what I always like about John Carpenter movies, even though he's just produced on this, he always gathers a cast that is like top to bottom like great character actors so even the bit parts are fun like the guy who runs the gas station is fun and and, um like there's a there's a woman who's tending to them at at the the hospital at the uh mask factory she's a lot of fun just great little bit parts that just seem bigger than they are Yeah, yeah it's interesting characters throughout the story whether they're small or main players and you're always like well i want to know more about that guy they're always interesting they're not just throwaway yeah 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 i was i got really excited when i realized that um annie from halloween is playing tom Atkins' wife in this oh i didn't know that yeah 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 that's uh, nancy loomis or she's going by her married name in this because she married tommy lee wallace the director as a matter of fact so I think she's right. Nancy Ayers in this now, but she plays the bitch wife. She's got that. She's got that voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. The, oh, they make her so over mistake. the top. Because I just want to make sure everyone hates me. Uh huh. Like uh, <laughs> Janet Lee said in the Fox, she's like, I don't know how you do it, but you make yes, ma'am, say like sound like screw you, and that's that's her. That's her voice, which I think mm-hmm. is everything yeah. sounds snarky out of her mouth. So she's perfect for this bitch wife. Yeah, and I didn't realize till my most recent watch that that was hers. I was like, she looks really familiar. And then watching the behind the scenes, they covered it, and I went, no wonder. No wonder she uh-huh. looks familiar. Uh-huh. 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 They said there's nothing to Halloween in this. Michael Myers, he's in a, com- he's in a TV commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Perhaps it was yeah. a bad idea in retrospect to rub everyone's faces in the fact that he's not in this movie. If they yeah, thought fans might be upset. They, <laughs> oh, I don't think they expected fans to be upset. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, right. I think they were banking on the name of Halloween being so big that people would just go be like, oh, it's yeah. something different, but it's Halloween. OK, let's go see. I'm sorry. It was Nancy Instead. Keys. <laughs> Nancy Keys, not Nancy Keys or Kai's. K-Y-E-S. Oh, sorry. my God. I I'm can't sorry. believe and, it. Uh, and I like, I'm out. I like, I'm she out. doesn't work much, but every time I see her, I do enjoy the the woman who plays Tom Atkins, you know, sidekick in this, Stacey Nelkin. She's got a yes. real cool vibe. She's got this great kind of um pixie look mm-hmm. with these big innocent eyes that are just great oh, yeah. for a horror her movie like this. Huge. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. like you were always kind of on her side, like, okay, I want you to, to find out what's going on. I want you to see what happened with your dad. You weren't like, oh, God. And she never, even though even though things go the way they go in this movie, she never came off like a bimbo side piece, which she gets so often in these 80s horror movies. That she's not just there for, for TNA. She's actually smart. She's got passion. I like her a lot. She's, she's, a cool, she's a cool lady. And I read that when she auditioned, they cast her on the spot. And yes. I guess that was because they were like, wow, we actually got someone who's a robot. 
to audition because I saw her recently at a, at a convention and she looks exactly the same. She has not aged because she's wow. a robot in real life. A lot of people don't know that. Stacey Nelkin, robot person. Wow. I believe it. She showed up in the what? behind the scenes thing I was watching, the making of, and I was like, wow, she looks just as good as she did in the movie. What the hell? Well, you said robot. she's a robot. That makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the it wasn't just a plot in the movie. Cast in a major mo- motion picture. The f- and, the, and the um, first to be cast in a TV show was the little kid in Small Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get the oh, acting God. chip that Stacey got. Anyway, I like her a lot. They, they, I like their chemistry in this between the two of them, like when they're investigating things. It's like a nice kind of 1940s kind of quality to it. Mm-hmm. But there, yeah. there is no. No romantic or sexual chemistry between them, so no. they're sexy and oh, no. absolutely painful. It's it's the most awkward and uncomfortable thing to watch. And granted, this is the second time we recorded this. You guys pointed out last time was something <laughs> I did not know was that we're the trying first to thing they shot. What? Oh, I, I, no, 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 I don't do that here. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the first thing that they shot was that sex scene. So it's like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. And now we're naked. And yeah. it shows. It shows. Yeah, but that also that was... is not uncommon. I went to I had a class with the guy who played uh why did I just blank out her name? Oh my god. Uh um a Demi Moore. She, he played Demi Moore's husband in G.I. Jane. Oh, okay. And the first thing they shot was their sex scene in the tub. It was like I first the first time I met her, she's completely naked. She's like, Hi, I'm 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 Demi Moore, get naked, get in the tub. Let's act. <laughs> yeah, I've no heard pressure. that they're <laughs> I've heard that some of that happens on a lot of sets. If there's scenes like that, they try to just. It seems like they try to get them done quick. Like let's just knock it out now, so we can focus on everything else. Let's get this done. Gross. This is banging out. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be weird. You walk there's in, you're like, oh hey, so not, what are we shooting? Like, out in the background as well. Yeah, I mean, I've done those scenes, and they're not. They're never cool to film and i can't imagine i mean it was the last thing i filmed when i did one and it was still like god, god jesus god put my hand where okay yeah i, okay. I can't also, imagine it ever being comfortable also with demi Moore. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no pressure <laughs> most gorgeous people on the planet and here i am huh not me but you know what i mean never mind anyway and rounding off the cast, who I just adore, is our villain, Connell Cochran, the head of the Silver Shamrock Company, Dan O'Hurley. Yes. What a cool motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he's he's so good. He never so raises good. his voice, never gets angry, just chill, 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 which is exactly what you needed when you have such a bonkers plot. You needed somebody at the top who's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is not this is not the plot of a madman. This is all. Yes seriously calculated no it's it's very orchestrated he's very like matter of fact about everything but he's so calm and cool and rather smooth about everything Uh uh-huh yeah it makes it feel more like it's not insane you're just too stupid to understand it Uh uh-huh as he he says at one point it's just like like they cover a lot of like uh, things that a modern if they did this movie now they'd be obsessed over Mm -hmm. like how did they get one of the big things is that one of the stones from Stonehenge has gone missing. It turns out this company 
stolen it and is using putting teeny tiny microscopic chips of it in into the masks, which is going to in, inflate what inflicts when the surprise happens, when the giveaway happens at nine. And he yeah, just says they're putting it in the, the trademark badges I'm that go on the mask. Now would be obsessed about them getting them out. He just goes, You'd never believe how we got it out of <laughs> And he giggles. That's it. Yeah, it's some other plot point. He was like, uh 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 a true magician never reveals their secrets. And that's it. <laughs> you don't need to know. We did it, okay? We can explain spend two hours explaining it to you. You still probably won't understand it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't and it matter. makes so much sense that he's like that. Because like you said, if it was some over-the-top, huge laugh, boisterous, loud, crazy person, it would it would tank the the rest of the movie. It would make it all just feel bleh. Uh-huh. Because but he elevates it. Yeah. Yeah. Because not only is this science, it's religion for him, man. This is serious. They've waited thousands of years for the stars to align again. So that once again, the hills can run red with the blood of animals and children. Oh, that was such a good line. It's a great line. It's a great line. It's great that they chose the Celts because we know not. I mean, we know stuff about them, but for the majority, huge mystery yeah. about what the religion is all about. We don't know. And so this could totally be told thing. And yeah. once upon a time, you know, what was, you know, consider like if you took modern technology and showed it to somebody 500 years ago, you get burned as a witch. This is a fine line between technology and witchcraft anyway. So this all works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this the it's last a very, time. It's too. a very good blend. Yeah, I like the blend. I like the um, because I'm a big fan of the folk horror thing that we're having a real renaissance of right now. Uh Um, and I like this kind of techno take on it. I do like that idea. Yeah, yeah, and that not to you know, woman wash her out of the thing. That was was Deborah Hill's idea. Oh, Deborah Hill. Yeah, Deborah Hill was the one who got the idea of melting modern technology with ancient witchcraft and she gets the shrift a lot of times mm-hmm. like she's got the great ideas behind these movies and never gets the credit so deborah hill thumbs up to you rest in peace lady yeah she she deserves a credit for this a okay. credit for a lot of stuff a lot of stuff but the the idea of blending say, some might blame her for this but i think it's a great idea i, th- I think this movie's fantastic <laughs> it's, it's yeah like bald. i said i've I mean, I've definitely come around on it over the years and I love it now. And it's just, it's, it's a brilliant idea. Perhaps that's what's frustrating about it to me now. Cause I'm more critical of it as an adult. It's like, I wish the idea was better executed. Yeah. 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 I'm just but I still like it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that, I mean, to take this hard a left in the series. It ballsies. Yeah. To leave yeah. it on such a grim ending. Ballsy. Mm. To make a movie that's not targeted at teens. Ballsy. Because it's not. Because I noticed, I think I mentioned this last time, is that I find a lot of people who didn't like it when they were younger appreciate it more now. And I wonder if it's because now you've got kids. You've yeah. got something to lose now. Yeah. You didn't have that before. You're like, whatever, it's a bunch of stupid kids, whatever. But you're like, I can actually see my kids glued to the TV. The terror comes home. Yeah, exactly. It's all that's coming home because your kids aren't. Um, (laughs) I also just like how the score is. It's definitely got that John Carpenter sound to it, but it's got that whole grim, soulless techno vibe to it. 
Yes, very it's much like so. Relentless and unstoppable. Because like even like the the theme from Halloween is relentless and unstoppable, but it changes keys and has a bridge to it. This is just like it's just like um, <laughs> sound loops that just keep getting added on top of each other, and it seems cheap. Like when I first heard it, I'm like, this course kind of sucks. But when you look at the whole picture, I'm like, this works. It's all this, this techno thing that's in motion. You cannot stop it. It does not care. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like right. it's like the ginger bots that are stalking everybody. I love. Connell <laughs> <laughs> Cochran has an army of robots as well as his his Irish. This is all an Irish plot. Everybody that works at this this uh factory is either Irish or a robot. And initially mm-hmm. they wanted to cast all redheads. Really? <laughs> as the robot as the robots, but they didn't. People get oh. confused. Not everybody working at the factory is a robot. Just the people in gray oh. suits who don't speak are robots. It's just dudes. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, there, there were times when they like walk up, Mr. Dewey-Doo, sir, the numbers are wrong. And I was like, why? these robots are so advanced. Why doesn't he just use them to take over the world? But just they're not. They're yes, people. I they're get people. it now, obviously. You think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I've read you. I've just taught you. I schooled your ass. I schooled your ass through your blowjob holes. All three okay. of them. Okay. Okay. That was not recorded. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And, yes, it was. and, and it's gonna, it'll be, that'll be on my, that's all there for my Patreon, folks. So anyway. <laughs> was it actually recorded? Oh, awesome. Okay. You get to hear the story of these millennials. And oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. They had to pay for that. That's actually. Yeah. That's yeah extra, it's behind yeah. the paywall. Let them pay to get that information. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> Bleep all this shit out now. Okay, all right, all right. All I said was the word millennial. Uh, one, my favorite characters are the are the dead meat family. The cup first. Oh, oh god. I love that whole family. They're just I am so up, I am actually up to that scene right now. They're so deliciously awful that it's almost yeah. fun to see them go but it's such an all way to go and man she shows up at some point in a gown for the factory tour in a gown now 1983 was the height of the return of the prairie skirt when all of a sudden all these girl, girls and women were dressing like little house in the prairie it was a dark dark spot in american history but she managed to find a they managed to find a dress for this woman that was part prairie skirt part dr- prairie dress meets dynasty i'm like i don't know how you did that but that is the most hideous thing i've ever seen but it's perfect for this character it totally worked it that whole family was just oh the kid was was a little monster for the most part uh uh-huh. didn't character. give a shit stay out of the street <laughs> like, that's another character the they went out of their way to make sure we hate yeah yeah because if you liked him that scene would have been unbearable yeah. You know, yeah. It would have been too much. It was it, still it, tough it, to watch, it, but it already is too much. It's one thing you're like, yeah. oh god, his head. Like, I I knew from Twilight Zone that there was something with the masks, and they showed the melt. They had a picture of it melting on the kids' heads. So it was, oh, it makes their heads, you know, explode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nobody prepared right. me for the snakes and spiders and crickets yeah. and shit that were going to be coming out of that boy's head. That's not right. That's not normal. That's not natural. That is like one step too yeah, far. It holds up well, and it's genuinely unsettling. Uh, yeah, even uh, again, even now, the mm-hmm. first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, what the what the fuck is going on?" And then now I still have that feeling because I'm just I know it's coming, but I'm still just like unsettled, like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. mm. And all with that happy flashing pumpkin on the screen and that relentless. Um, bum, 
button, 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 button. <laughs> cheery music. Awful. It's awful. I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's so great. Uh-huh. And I love that they have many, many test rooms. I'm like, how many people, how many families have you tested this on, you fuckers? They're not the first. <laughs> oh, they're not the first, and they probably wouldn't have been the last. No, they would not have been. Well, you know, well, I think they were the, well, whatever. They, they it, was, it was all possibly, but, yeah. Uh, also, the other, the other dead mate, uh, Marge, I just oh. discovered, is Tom, was Tom Atkins' wife at the time. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh, she wrote that mustache professionally for a while there. <laughs> they did touch on that a little bit in the, the behind-the-scenes uh, thing that I was watching. I was like, oh. She got the full benefits of that mustache. Okay. <laughs> Which is why her face had to be burned off. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, can't, we're talking we can't about the misfire? Spread. Yeah, the misfire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. We're Again, up to the gory, shot. Gory, gory, gross scene. Mm-hmm. They're for fucking boiled eyeballs. <laughs> oh. Such a grisly touch. The silhouettes of the kids walking is a really great shot. That is a, it just happened on the screen. That's why I said it. It's the picture you most, you most often see like as uh-huh. the artwork. And that's the one I yeah. pointed out last time that that's when this, the, 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 the long silver shamrock commercials playing with all the voiceover, like be sure then don't miss the giveaway at nine. It's almost mm-hmm. time. It's almost time. And it ends with that long, long flute solo with the, with the silhouette of the kids marching. And I said, Oh, John Carpenter is totally pulling a Pied Piper right here. Those kids are being led away by that happy flute, and they're never coming back. Yeah, and I had never thought about that until you said that the last time we tried doing this, and I was blown away because it had never clicked for me, and I was like, oh my god, I figured (laughs) that Carpenter's a fucking genius. Yes, no, he is. I figured out the bad guys in game. Like kids all over the country, potentially the world, are gonna have like bugs and snakes and shit coming out of their heads. Uh-huh. He starts a pest control company. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> that was going to be the follow-up, but no one liked the movie. Uh, but it's just talking about the end game. In the whole thing is that what's going to happen? Like these kids watch the TV, it triggers the the chip. This thing happens. The the head melts and explodes into spiders and snakes. Dead children everywhere. The spiders and snakes take care of whoever else is in the room. I think based on what you see mm-hmm. in the finale in the climactic battle where um um Tom Atkins throws all the chips into that like explosion of energy. And they all yes. trigger, and they're just I'm like so like, so you probably don't even have to be watching the commercial. You just have to be near somebody who's watching the commercial, and yours is still going to trigger. So like, all these things are going to trigger anyway, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's true. And so that all over the, the world, absolute madness that's going like, the, what is the next day going to be like? There's I'm no guessing, TV's going to be shut down. Communications are going to be shut down. No one will have any explanation. It's mm-hmm. going to be absolute apocalypse chaos. And that is what they want. You know, the only people who know what's going on are the people that save Sam Shamrock, and they probably just rise to power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, our, you think about it. Turns out our religion is, is right. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what would happen if the masks are just sitting there and the commercial's on and it triggers? What is that going to do? Now there's so many more questions that I'm thinking about. Holy shit. Uh-huh. And we never hear the end of the commercial. Does the commercial end? What happens when that music keeps playing? Is there more? <laughs> yes. Is this the, the beginning? <laughs> he recorded a whole rock opera and no one got to hear it. <laughs> Not to be confused with your, <laughs> with your opera of Bach. Wagnerian like that you wrote in honor of your own butt, Robert. Don't think I've forgotten that. I don't oh, no. even recall what you're talking about. You said it on the show. It's on tape. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you like I wrote an opera to my own butt? It's Wagnerian in legs. To the and I, asked, okay. and I asked your butt or the opera. <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Oh, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> and people keep people people seem to be on the impression that Ellie Stacy Nelkin was a robot the whole movie. She's no. not. No, no definitely oh, not. No. no. Like how did he not know he was fucking a robot? I mean, they're not sex bots anyway. No, 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 no. When they captured her, they deliberately let him to she's like they're like, look, she's in this room. She's fine. She's right behind that door in case you escape you go and go take that one. Yeah. Yeah, and now we have the real one. Mm-hmm. But don't die in the fire that if we didn't kill her, just died in that fire that you started, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but don't activate until he's already destroyed the factory, and is way far away from us. I t- it seems I t- like said last time I got a theory on this. She had, I think she had an activation word. Oh, that's right, Fred. Yeah. Which makes sense. That he, she was not going to attack until he said, are you okay? Yeah, and he never did. Typical man, am I right, ladies? Because at some point he's going to ask, are you okay? Yeah. The entire time they're in the factory, he's telling her what to do. She says nothing, which is how you can kind of, if you're really watching the movie, you'll pick up. She doesn't say anything. She's a robot. She does what he says. She's not slab either. Yeah. And it, had he said, are you okay, at any point before, she would have taken yeah. him out right there in the factory. That's so it makes sense that's that there's an activation phrase. Yeah, at some point he's going to ask that because if he doesn't notice immediately, he's going to notice when she hasn't said anything for two hours. Because yeah. normally she's like a normal woman, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Right, fellas? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. <sighs> tell me about more about your feelings. Wah, 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 wah. Tell me another story about your dad. Blah, 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 uh, blah. Keep talking about that woman you hate at work. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what she meant by that, honey. Oh, <sighs> let's hear about your menzies again. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm cutting all of this out. <laughs> Oh no! No, it would be so oh, no. bad. I really don't no, feel. We just that went way. all patriarchy on this poor robot woman. That's oh. not okay. No, it's not okay. It was. And actually, I just read today that somebody said like that 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 it's an open ending. I never thought of that before. That they left it oh. up to the audience. Actually, the original ending, which was cut, was that there was no um, music over the credits. It was just that um, but but um, but um, but um, but um, but with increasing screaming of children (laughs) until eventually the screaming of children drowned out the um, but um, but um, but but they decided that was too dark. Oh my god, I would have loved that ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, but they decided to oh. leave it up to the audience whether or not the last channel turned it off or not. That's awful. I, I like to think they didn't. I like to think that they were like, somebody came in when the person was on the phone like, what are you doing? There's a guy telling us shut it down. Don't listen to that fucking crazy person. Keep it playing. We you got know, paid a ton of money Fox. to run this thing, so you know, run it. You know, it was Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fox left it on. Oh, God. Of course it would be Fox. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I was just like that in that end scene where he's up when he's up. Sorry, oh, what? Apparently that took uh, oh his mask throwing skills yeah, to get it I on the camera. See. Yeah. <laughs> 40 takes. <laughs> 40 wow, takes. Yeah. Really? Apparently Tommy Lee Wallace did it in one and he didn't think it would be that hard. Uh-huh. And then it took 40 some takes for for Tom Atkins to get it up there. Why the uh, <laughs> it took him 48 tries to get it up? Why? Yeah, well, just had they had the mustache throw it, it would have been in one. Yeah. Why? Why didn't they just do like the old trick? Because it would have looked bad. That's why. Because it's yeah, obvious. Where it's on a string and you pull it off and you run it in reverse. Right. Yeah, it looks yeah. I would also like to point out that his ex-wife's name, the, the wife played by Annie from Halloween, the big his wife's name is Linda, which goes with the pattern Linda's and this TV and this program. So that we're on right now, it is always suck in yeah. movies. Linda's do. And before you yell at me, and before you yell at me and say that, oh, well, well, PJ Souls played Linda in the original Halloween, and she was awesome. She spelled it with a Y. It's different. If it's with a Y, totally they're exempt. Uh huh. It's like with a Z. It's totally different. Yeah, because if she had been Linda with an I, she wouldn't have asked the guy to get beer or had sex with him or shown her boobs, she would have been a she would have been a buzzkill. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Someone would have pushed her in front of that <laughs> by the car. <laughs> <laughs> hey jerks, speed kills. Oh Linda. Oh. Oh. <laughs> See Linda, I told you. Oh. God. Shouldn't run your mouth. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Paul. I'll show you <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's a shame that this movie's got it, that it's tarnished the way it is. Because on its own, I think it's great. It's I would have loved to have seen where they would have gone with with what this creative team mm-hmm. yeah. would have come up with, with an anthology series, given them the stuff they've come up with. I mean, they, I mean, they redid the thing like crazy, man. They could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Oh. We shot them in the this- dick. <laughs> is this movie the reason they tried to shoehorn the ancient Celtic stuff into the Michael Myers mythology? Who the fuck knows? Because it didn't work actually, there. Actually, actually, I'm about to totally nerd out on you. If you've ever read the novelization of the original Halloween film, which actually is a great novelization, it starts in ancient Ireland. Uh, but the, the first time this happened, yeah, really. So it's a, it's an and idea. It's not, that it's was... not a Catholic thing. It's just it, it's again it's just a, a curse of the family passed and started okay. here, and it just has been repeating throughout time. Okay. And this is just the latest incarnation. So uh, okay, um, huh. he had okay. a he, he also okay. had boner. Michael had lots of boners in that movie. He had a boner a lot in the book. Oh, lots of throbbing oh. erections. <laughs> Which actually makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You know, I, the, movie, the movie would have been a lot much better if we had some throbbing boners in it. You know, 
<laughs> oh my god, if Michael was just hard one time and he killed somebody, I would have been so much happier. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Actually, the guy who's playing the shape now in the new one, in some report, I heard this on Gaylords of Darkness, so don't tell me if I got this wrong. But he's like, man, we were shooting one of the kill scenes and I actually got an erection. Okay. Um, why did you, Why would you share that? You should yeah, probably save that for you and your therapist. Yeah, because, you know. And also, that may not be something you want to awaken within yourself. You're going to want to. No. Perhaps no, no, no. Uh, don't I'm share sure with anyone who's trusted like, it around you. <sighs> Exactly. Yeah, I want him up. Oh, yeah, I want to be. Oh, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, no. Can we get someone else in here who doesn't get aroused by playing out a kill scene, okay, please? Thank we're going to do this one more time, this time <laughs> with just the scotch-less boner. Chuck. <laughs> and we brought the show to a screaming Ugh. halt, as boners often do. <laughs> so any last thoughts on Halloween 3? Uh, I'll I'll just jump in here. I I love it now. Like I said, I didn't appreciate it earlier, but I think it was I wasn't ready to divorce it from the rest of the series, which you have to do. It's a standalone yeah. film. It's yeah. it, only a Halloween movie by name alone. The yeah. rest of it is completely different. It's something fresh from the first two films we got, and it's it's just a lot of fun. Uh huh. I agree. Robert, I have gone from starting to sleep. He can't. He's not going to say anything. Okay, um, I've gone from loving it as a kid to a frustrated liking it as an adult. Understandable. Understandable. It's got plot holes galore, and I don't mind. I don't mind. I just for sheer hooks. But any movie that has the balls to slaughter. Thousands of children. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Unapologetically, yeah. I'm on board with. That takes balls, and I, I just I still think it's fun. Anyway, so boys, before we go, why don't we just take a moment? Where can people find out more about you and your podcast and your books? Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Robert. Um, I am at robertrbest.com. At least I hope I am. I hope I've paid my bills. That that just has a link to my stuff on Amazon. I need to get them on Smashwords. Like I said the first time we recorded, I've just been lazy and just depending too much on how easy Amazon makes it to stay within their little world yeah. forever and ever. Um, uh-huh. I need to get it up there. I'm, I'm on Twitter under Rob, Robert R. Best. I think I have a Facebook page that's never updated ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so pretty much the most activity is on Twitter and also the website with just all the links. Okay. Great. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Where can people find Skewed Universe, huh? All right. So first off, we're on all the socials. You can go to Facebook. There's a group page, Skewered Universe. Uh, there's also another page, Skewered Universe Podcast. Just type it into the search bar. You'll find it. We're on Twitter at SkeweredU. There's also an Instagram where you can follow, uh, where I post about one movie each day throughout October. So a 31 days Skewered Universe Horathon. And on Instagram, we're at SkewerdU, Skewered underscore U. And of course, you can go to Podbean. You can find the main show there, Skewered Universe. And we're on every, you can get it anywhere. Do I have you to get it on. Like, do I have to? 
Do I have to go flick ahead. the pod bean while I'm there? Well, yes. you have do to I have do to that in order to sign in. There? Do I have to... You have to do that oh, to sign in, and okay. then you'll be <laughs> redirected to the show. But we're also on Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and you can go to Podbean and search it there as well. I'm trying to load the name of the actual thing. I believe it's skewerduniverse.podbean.com, or maybe flip that around the other way. But we're everywhere, yeah. Everybody yes, stopped caring like two minutes ago. Anyway, boys, thank you very much for joining <laughs> me for this last, last hurdle of the countdown to Halloween Potathon. Thank you for coming Woo! on and helping out the kids at New Alternatives. You don't know how of much course. it means to me. Thank you for coming back and doing it again after I fucked it up the first time, which they never need to know about again. And <laughs> There was some gold in that recording. Before you go, before you go, here. before you go, before you yeah. go, yes. one more thing. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, Patrick. I do not happy, swear. Happy, happy Halloween, 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 It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy Happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween, Super Shabbat. Happy Happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween, Super Shabbat. So that, my beautiful, beautiful Scrapers, is going to wrap up episode 277. My huge, huge thank you to Mr. Robert Arbest and Jeff Baldry from the Skewered Universe podcast for coming and helping out the kids in New Alternatives. I appreciate that very much and for coming back and recording twice because I botched up that first call first. Oh, Lordy, it was bad. It was bad news. It was very bad news. Uh, other people I have to thank is, of course, Squadcast. It's because of Squadcast I don't have calls that sound like this last episode. Oh, boy. And it was a chore to get it to sound that bad. And when I mean that bad, I mean that good. You know what I mean? It was just a mess. So, you know, if you're a podcaster, you're tired of just dicking around with audios when you're doing your remote uh, interviews that just sounds bad or just have to put up with what you know it'll do rather than, hey, that sounds great and I'm proud of it. Why don't you check out Squadcast? There's a link right down there in the show notes. You follow that. You get two-week free trial, I believe. So go check that out. And also, I would not be... Uh, a grateful podcaster if I did not thank everybody at Captivate FM. Captivate FM is my podcast host, and they are the only podcast host that is committed to your podcast growing. They want you to get somewhere. They want you to be somebody. And to do that, they make podcasting really super easy. What does that mean? Why don't you go follow that link down there and find out? Click on that. Tell them I said hi. Get two weeks free. And let's have a Captivate Party FM. That will be cool. And of course, everybody, please 
at least if you've already donated, try to convince somebody else, you know, share something on your feed about this, share, share the link, let everybody know what we're doing because my best publicity is you. I've worn out my sources. So just keep, keep, keep plugging away. Keep plugging away at the, uh, sympathy heartstrings because the holidays are coming up, you know, get that violin out, whatever works, whatever works to get the money out of their wallets and into that fund to get those kids at new alternatives, some help. That's what I'm all about right now by hook or by crook. Don't go hooking. Please don't start hooking. No, don't don't turn to hooking. No, no, don't do that. Just let's just go oh, crooking. Don't do either. Forget I said anything. Okay, you know what? Just click the links that are right down there in the show notes. They'll take you right there. Bit.ly slash SQ bit.ly slash SQ pod NA or bit.ly slash SQ pod FB. Take your choice. Doesn't matter. Pick both. I don't care. That's cool too. Who? Guess what's coming up next time? On Monday, we are going to be visited by a creature from outer space. No, not a Sigourney Weaver alien. No, 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 no. Something much more blobular. Yes, I got the boys from Who Will Survive coming by, and they are going to talk about the 1988 remake of The Blob. You might notice the closer we get to Christmas, the gayer my hosts get. Yeah, I'm holding out on my heavy-hitting homos until much later into the season. The closer we get... To the holidays, the gayer the roster gets. Because I figure I'm supposed to keep the Yuletide gay, right? Hello? Can you get any, Can the apparel get any more gay than the roster coming up? Yeah, so we're going to really be gaying out soon. So if you've been waiting for that, don't you fear. They're coming. They're coming. The gays are coming for Christmas. The gays are coming for Christmas. The gays are coming for Christmas. So get out your jingle balls. I got nothing. I got nothing. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place, maybe a little less creepy for people who don't need that kind of crap anymore. And never, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final rail, baby. Or you don't get eggnog. the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.